Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Welcome into a Saturday checkdown edition of Purple Daily here where we just hit you with a quick topic and uh, get you on your way on this Saturday. Presented by our friends at TCL which is um, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love at TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL. Hello, Judd. Are you ready for a running back by committee approach by our Minnesota Vikings this year? Absolutely. It's been a long time. And and I do think that now what their plan is very much fits into the National Football League in 2023. Yes, I am. I'm ready. So let's dive into this a little bit. And, you know, I did save one of our Feedback Friday questions from Wyatt Ackerson to kind of get us jump started. But he asks, I just got to ask you guys, is all the pessimism on the potential running back by committee of Madison Chandler McBride is the pessimism justified with the Dalvin Cook release? Certainly not. We're not pessimistic about it, but some people are. Nope. Nope. I mean, Madison has performed pretty well as a starter outside of two dud games where the Vikings got out of hand and the Vikings offense got one-dimensional. Madison seems to be in a good position, along with the potential of Chandler and McBride. The numbers won't be identical to Cook, of course, but is it really going to be that massive of a drop-off? Here's my hot take. With how I much Cook eroded, I think it's going to be better. I know where you're. I knew you were going to say that. It's their running. Their running game is going to be better in part because Dalvin Cook is eroding a lot. He was dead last among qualified running backs in rush yards above expected, or in his case, below expected. Meaning, he should have had like 150 or 200 more yards last year if he was the old Dalvin. Yep. And, and so just saying goodbye to him, bringing in Josh Oliver to help block, having the same offensive line together and intact. I just, I actually think the Vikings running game is going to be a pleasant surprise this season. And the nice thing about this is, you know, Madison's going to be atop the depth chart for sure. But the reality is this, you don't care how you get there. So if it's 
Madison Chandler Wongwu, if McBride plays a role. Um, I think so. Just forget the statistics for a second. I think what's going to fit more is what Kevin O'Connell wants to do offensively. And if that results in more points, I don't care what the stats say. Mm -hmm. I think the reality of this, and I will continue to bang this drum, is Kevin O'Connell certainly introduced some creative and helpful uh, tweaks and or just outright changes to the offense in 2022. He clearly, at least in the fourth quarter, made Kirk Cousins a quarterback that clutch-wise he's never been before. But there also was, I think, I don't know, about halfway through the season, a little bit more, Phil, where we we had conversations about we expected more in the red zone. We expected more here or there, and we didn't get it. And that's not because O'Connell forgot what he was going to do. It's because O'Connell, I think, was limited with what he had from a resource standpoint. And so I think this run game is going to Dalvin Cook being gone, despite what Kevin might say about it on the record, Dalvin Cook being gone is not going to keep him him up nights. It's, I think, going to free him up to do more of what he wants to do. And plus, they get salary cap space. Um, I don't, Phil, I don't see a downside to the departure of Cook or Thielen offensively. I just don't. I'm sorry. I know that they were here a long time, and I know that they were really good players in their prime. But as far as the upcoming season goes, my prediction of regression and record has zero to do with their departures. Yep, I agree. And it reminds me a little bit. I'm going to go 20 years into Vikings history here. So there might be some younger audience members that don't really remember like the Mike Tice era when he was the head coach. But the, this is this is now the third time in 20, 25 years the Vikings have transitioned away from one of the great running backs in franchise history. So we remember now Dalvin, obviously, and then the Adrian Peterson transition, which we can get to as well. Mm-hmm. But Robert Smith was a steady force, just one of the best running backs in the NFL for almost a decade. And in the early 2000s, he hung it up, maybe even a year or two before he needed to. He oh, still yeah. had some gas in the tank, wanted to go back to school and whatever. So the Vikings found themselves 2003-2004 with kind of a shoulder shrug emoji at running back. I don't know. What do we what do? we do? So 2003, that was Mike Tice's first full year, I believe, as head coach, or maybe 02. 02. Early in the Tice era. Yep, that was the second year in three. So they drafted Michael Bennett a couple years earlier. They drafted Ontario Smith in the middle rounds, and they have Mo Williams, a veteran kind of 28, 29-year-old running back on that 2003 team, and they said, all right, and they had a running quarterback too in Dante Culpepper. But they they put those three running backs in a room and said, figure it out. You're going to rotate in. We're going to ride the hot hand over here for a couple weeks. Same thing in 2004. It was Ontario Smith, Michael Bennett, Mo Williams. The Vikings in those seasons, running back by committee, Third in yards per attempt rushing in 2003. Second in yards per attempt rushing in 2004. So that might have been, how many times with Peterson, how many times with Dalvin Cook did they finish, and I don't have it in front of me, as the number one yards per attempt offense rushing? I don't know, maybe once or twice with Peterson, probably the 2,000-yard season. I have to look it up. So what I'm saying is one of the great eras of running the football for the Vikings was actually when they didn't have a defined bell cow running back 19, 20 years ago. Yep. And guess what? In a lot of these cases, they actually had a pretty solid offensive line too, right? Mm -hmm. 
And that's the thing about this. Like we get so caught up on, and, and I do think it's important. The two things that I think probably are talked about more now, but still aren't talked about enough is can your running back pick up a blitzing linebacker, for instance, in pass protection, that's incredibly important. And can that player catch? But when we're talking about the actual just art of running the football, yes, the running back is important, but there are so many things that go hand in hand, the blocking, if, if the blocking can hold up. So I think we often fall too in love with the running back is great or he sucks. Well, yes, that's important. But also, can he find his blocks? Can he be, be patient? And if, if the blocks are there, can you take advantage? And that's what they coach him, right? That's the coaching thing. I, I recall Steve Hutchinson, I think, told me this at one point. Somebody told me this. When Adrian was new, so in 2006, his first year here, or 2007, I'm sorry, his mm-hmm. first year here. If you recall at the time, the fullback was Tony Richardson. Yeah. And and Richardson, who was a, just a great veteran presence, basically said, kid, follow me. Because you don't know what you're doing. Because you hit holes way too fast. Like yeah. everything you do is burst, burst, burst. You're great, but you but you don't do this right. And so for that year, he followed him. And it was successful as hell, right? Then I think the next year or so, when uh, Tony was gone, Steve Hutchinson told Peterson, quit running up my back. Give me two seconds. Like, I'll make the block, but you got to give me time. I can't make the block off the snap. I got to have a couple seconds. And he said, follow that hole, but don't do it in a split second or you're going to get tackled. So anyway, long story short here, too. Part of this is coaching and and the system as well. Um, And so, like... The running game itself is far more nuanced than we give it credit for. And it's not about one guy. Dalvin Cook didn't have a great run against the Dolphins because he did that himself. He picked up his blocks and and that's important. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this is a far this is a far more in-depth conversation than just one guy. I continue also to be amazed by just all of the mounting evidence for 10 or 15 years of there's these warning signs. Super Bowl teams don't have bell cow running backs, right? Look at, I mean, hell, the Chiefs, now they have Patrick Mahomes, too. So it makes it easier to just kind of plug and play guys and Travis Kelsey. But they found that Pacheco guy in the seventh round, and he was he was yeah. their running back. Who replaced their first round guy that, yeah. that, they, that they had taken Clyde a couple Ed- years before. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and you look at the list of... Teams that have won the Super Bowl and who their running backs are and how much money they make. And you got, unless you count, I guess you can count Marshawn because Marshawn Lynch was on the 2013 Seahawks, obviously. Percy Harvin was the leading rusher in that game. So I, I will count Marshawn Lynch as being a bell cow for the 2013 Seahawks, sure. but that's the outlier. Mm-hmm. They are literally going back to 2009, you know, the Saints with Pierre Thomas on a rookie deal. James Starks for the Packers in 2010 was their leading rusher in the Super Bowl. Ahmad Bradshaw for the Giants in 2011. Ray Rice on a rookie deal for the Ravens. None of these guys made more than $2 million. And yesterday, I know we went over on the on the Dalvin Cook goodbye episode, teams currently with the highest guarantees paid to running backs, they're all seven-win teams at best, except for the Vikings and Chargers, who got bounced and have you know don't have complete rosters. So I don't know how much more evidence there needs to be in front of you as a fan, a general manager, an agent, (laughs) 
that having a big running back contract is detrimental to your chances to to win games. So I'm excited for this. I was looking too at sort of the post-Peterson era, which was very quickly transitioned into the Dalvin Cook era. But Dalvin Cook on a rookie contract was really valuable. That was the first four years of Dalvin Cook were awesome contractually because they were paying him second round money. Yeah, it's great. But they in 2017, so Dalvin was a rookie, if I'm remembering correctly, but he got hurt after like five games. And so they went with, you know, Latavius Murray, just a good solid sort of, you know, second tier running back and then third round pick Jarek McKinnon. Mm -hmm. And they finished seventh in total rush yards per game. Now the yeah. yards per carry was four yards a carry. It wasn't. It it was more like the volume of running the ball because Mike Zimmer loved to pound the rock. But they still wound up, you know, seventh in rush yards per game without Dalvin Cook. And the last time they were transitioning from, you know, from Adrian Peterson. So it's just like you should not fear this at all whatsoever. If you're an organization, if you're a fan, it's it's going to work out well for the Vikings. There are certain positions too that, as long as he is the general manager of this team, Quasi will never pay. And that's one of them. Yep. I guarantee you, you're not going to see a a running back at a long-term rich contract. I would actually be surprised post-Harrison Smith if a safety does. You can find safeties. Yeah. Linebacker, same exact thing. And so where this is sort of where the market has, I don't know if the right word is corrected itself, but where the, where the market has changed is this. I feel like there was a long time where defensive tackles didn't get paid a ton. They are now because their positions have changed so much. They are now worth bit bigger contracts. So yeah. like, I think what used to go to a linebacker now goes to a defensive tackle. I think everybody up front defensive line wise can get paid. Guards I think part, part of the defensive tackle thing might also be that instead of seeing the space eating guys that were, it's yeah, like, rushers. It, yeah, it's it's guys that are not it's only athletes. space eaters, it's guys that are getting pressure up the middle. And... It's athletes. No question about it. No mm -hmm. question. And I, I think that is a place, too, where athletes have started to uh, gravitate towards. Because at one time, it's like, okay, if you're going to be a defensive tackle, we need you to be fat and a thick dude. And we're going to pay you, but we're not going to pay you a ton, right? Yeah. Well, now that's changed. And I, I think to a certain point, Aaron Donald has changed that position entirely because now that's a marquee spot. And so that's where I'm, that's where I think there's a really interesting conversation for the future about where athletes start to move to. Cause again, if you're an athlete, the running back position ain't the place to play now. No. Like, okay. If you're an okay player, but I'm saying if you are a marquee athlete, if you are, if you are Adrian Peterson athletic ability wise now, I think you probably try to be a receiver. Now he couldn't yeah. catch well enough ultimately, but my point is if he had trained to catch the football, it might've been different. Yep. I don't know. It's, it's so interesting because in, in other sports too, like baseball, there's still value in being a reliever, but it's like, it's almost like no one aspires to be a reliever. Relievers don't make as much money as starting pitchers who, or shortstops or center fielders but you want to be a major league baseball player. So you start off as a starter or a wide receiver and it just, yeah, there happens to be a lot of better wide receivers out there or better. So there's still, there's still going to be a market for, but, but I agree with you. I don't think kids are aspiring as much to be sure. like the running back was the man and now, now wide receiver is the man on offense Absolutely. or Absolutely. even tight end to some extent. 
Mm-hmm. So running back by committee, first time, first time intentionally by the Vikings since 2003 through 2005, and then 2006 they signed Chester Taylor to be a bell yep. cow. Yep. And then they drafted Adrian Peterson to be the new bell cow in 2007. Peterson left. It was like one year of transition, and then they drafted Dalvin Cook to be the bell cow. So we haven't willingly gone into a season in 20 years with this type of situation. So it'll be exciting. And and, and now you have the freedom, too, if one of these guys, if all this, because I I think Alex Madison has the lowest ceiling of the three guys in that room right now with Ty Chandler and and Dwayne McBride being the other two. Because you kind of know what Alex Madison is, and he's been under four yards of carry the last couple years. He's a reliable veteran. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be shocked if by about week five or six, one of the other young guys steps up and becomes clearly the best option. And and Alex Madison kind of goes back to the role that he was playing when Dalvin Cook was here. Wouldn't shock the, me. The mandate is this. Do not put us, if you are KOC, behind the sticks. Do not put us, be, do not dance, do not get cute, do not get creative. Run the ball forward, get yardage. Uh, the last thought too here though, so this is where it all comes potentially to a head, and it's not th- there yet. But this also, the whole committee thing, and you know, n- not not having what we consider to be a marquee running back opens you up to eventually get a quarterback who can run the football too. Oh, and now yes. that becomes part of the equation because that is a pain in the ass if you're a defense. Yeah. Well, that was the thing about like the 2003-04 Vikings. Dante Culpepper was like your second leading rusher. One of those years. Correct. So, so yeah, there it is. Running back by committee. Uh, it's probably it's probably going to be, I would say, multiple years of something like this, unless one of these guys really breaks out. And that's awesome. Just flexible and then they're gone. Position. Yeah, They'll there's no way they're getting. Yep. They're not yep. getting paid. Yep. So, anyhow. All right. Uh, maybe maybe they can, like, Photoshop Dwayne McBride on the 1-800-ASK-GARY-BILLBOARDS around the Twin Cities. They can just cover up. Dalvin's face is still on there. Chef. Poor guy. See he'll find he'll find a job in South Beach and he'll be just fine this year though. But all right, that's your checkdown episode here. Saturday checkdown, Purple Daily. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Judd and Phil here. Uh, this is Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die on Purple Daily.